Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? Hey, it's me, Olivia Haidar. You're in my living room right now. I am. I love it. That must be very exciting. I, You know, I'm thrilled. Legitimately. Uh, very happy to be doing a podcast in person again. It's been, this is the first time that I've done it since uh, the COVID in person. I think this is my second yeah. in person. I recorded one with Jeff. I know that. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah, I think that's it. Wow. How are you enjoying your trip back to Los Angeles? Uh, it's good. It, you know, it's one of those kind of odd feelings where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a place where, like, I, I really had a lot of emotion invested in. Yeah. And now I'm, like, transitioning back uh, to the Midwest. And so, I don't know. It's weird. I bet. I bet the Midwest is weird right now. Too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's safe to say that America as a whole is pretty weird right now. Yeah. Everywhere seems like it's having its moment Yeah, right now. Uh, how excited are you to... I can't believe you traveled to L.A. just to cover this topic. I mean, of course. It's, I mean, like, it's so vital. Like, It's a very important one, that's for sure. I felt like this was one that needed that, like, crackling electricity that only can happen when, like, two people are together. I tried to get six people on this. Yeah. But most of the lamestream media is too lamestream to wow. talk about this. Wow. Which uh, I shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. No, I am unafraid. I am I'm unafraid of this. But we are one segment of the lamestream media that is not <laughs> unwilling to tackle this issue. We're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. We yeah. actually have it here in front of us. <laughs> We're going to go through it file by file. Wow. I mean, it's like a piece of history, you know, right in front of me. It sure is. I don't know if this is a story that's going to go down in history. This is one of those stories that uh, I think one half of the the political spectrum doesn't care about and the other half shouldn't care about. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't seem just in the in the annals of presidential misconduct, <laughs> like even things Biden has done. This yeah. just seems kind of low right. on the list. It's kind of a, been a running theme for several years. It's like. When a Democratic politician, like, needs to be attacked from the right, they always attack it, like, directly to their ideological base that already believes them. Right. Whereas, like, no one on the left cares about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop or, you know, any of the number of other, like, uh, you know, they would be, like, racist against Kamala Harris, you know, as, like, yeah. a, and, like, you could just judge Kamala Harris on the terrible things that she'd done. 
talk about like the legislation that she or Biden have been a part of, and you're going to get uh, way more pushback from the left on them. Like they're going to be into that. Yeah, I think the people who are really pushing this story think that people on the left would either be upset if Hunter Biden went to prison for something or would somehow protect Hunter Biden. And I don't, I don't give a shit. Right. It's like the let's go Brandon thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just say fuck Ugh. Joe Biden. No one cares. Yeah. No, no one fucking likes Joe Biden. No. Very unpopular president. That said, if you're expecting a scandal like this to take any presidential candidate down in 2022, you're fucking dreaming. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I mean, to be fair to them, it would have more of a chance of working on a Democrat because Democrats are naturally spineless yeah. and unwilling to fight for their own. And it might work in that case. But otherwise, I just don't think, especially not this laptop thing is not a big enough story to have any of the like widespread effects that I think the people pushing it want. Yeah. How familiar were you with Hunter Biden. I know nothing about him, but he seems like a sleazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before this like last election period that is still happening, you know, never really. I don't think I'd ever heard of him before he became a like scandal around Joe Biden's neck. I had not either, and I think that just speaks to how little I care about the Bidens. Absolutely. And maybe we should have cared more about the Bidens cuz Joe Biden's really been doing some shit in his time in politics. Yeah. Like, especially all those crime bills. Absolutely. But what were we going to do? Vote for Trump? No. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's this is the position that they we are constantly put in by especially the Democrats. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll figure it out in 2024. <laughs> of course, and the midterms will be great. Yeah, yeah. We're going to slay in <laughs> yeah. the midterms. 2022 has already been super normal and good for this administration, so yeah, it can only, you know, get better. Yeah, Joe Biden's hot right now. He's definitely... He is super hot. Definitely having a moment. <laughs> so before we dive into the laptop story... Let's run through a little background about the relationship between Joe Bud Joe Biden. I almost said Joe Budden. <laughs> rapper. Now this is what we need to get to the bottom to. Now that's a story. How what does Joe Budden know yeah. about Ukraine? Exactly. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Ukraine. Back when he was still VP in 2014, Biden made an appearance in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, as a show of support for the country's government. That was on April twenty first, twenty fourteen. And I will admit that what happens next, timing-wise, is a little strange. <laughs> On May 13th, 2014, Burisma Group, a natural gas drilling company in Ukraine, announced that Hunter Biden was joining its board at a point in history when the company's founder just happened to be under investigation <laughs> for alleged money laundering. And this is at a point when Joe Biden is kind of the point person right. on our dealings with Ukraine. Yeah. So he visits this company that's being investigated, hires his son, and it's actually worse than that, but we'll get to right. the, the specifics later. But that's a weird coincidence. It is. It is very weird. I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm totally willing to believe uh, in basically any sort of corruption level that the Bidens. Oh, yeah. I 100% yeah. believe this could have happened. Yeah. Probably did happen. Maybe crazier things have happened yes absolutely right. it's the post-trump era it's the time when you know 
people are just kind of getting away with shit because federally it seems like nothing matters that we do. So on December 8th, 2015, Joe Biden visited Kiev again and during a meeting with government officials threatened to withhold loan guarantees unless the country's top prosecutor, a man named Victor Shokin, was fired. Shokin had been accused of corruption. Here's a possible conflict of interest. Shokin, before this, had been investigating Burisma. Mm. So the thinking on the side of the people pushing this story is that Joe Biden basically ordered this prosecutor to be fired to protect the company his son was working for. Right. That's what got Trump impeached the second time. Yes. Yeah. His phone call to the president of Ukraine saying, if you don't open this investigation, then we're not going to give you aid money. It doesn't sound a lot different than what Joe Biden right. said in yeah. 2015. Yeah. It's a pretty pedestrian scandal by 2022 terms. It is weird that Trump got impeached for it. And yeah. Biden did essentially not really the same thing, but yeah, like Trump just threatened to withhold aid money and Biden right. threatened to withhold loan guarantees, which that's basically aid money that you have to pay back. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, again, I feel like basically there, <laughs> the sin that didn't want to impeach Trump for anything that actually hurt people like nothing that mattered you know right and that was like seemingly the first thing that they could really like go oh yeah we got you one more time before the election baby just yeah i think the other big difference is biden was requesting action to be taken against someone in ukraine right whereas trump was asking for action to be taken against a united (laughs) states citizen who was running for president and was the current or no he wasn't current vice president no but uh yeah yeah, that that makes it a little different i think yes i think there's a lot of contextual differences yes (laughs) and uh, yeah victor shokin wasn't running for president in the united states so Yeah. yeah it's not it's not quite the same thing no i mean like but again you know not not corrupt it's you know there's also trump did that shit over the phone but that's dumb as hell but granted biden didn't do himself any favors when he went in front of i don't remember what group it was but he was given a speech and he just bragged about this (laughs) and was like yeah man I told them you don't get the loan guarantees. You don't fire that prosecutor, man. That's my Joe Biden. I hope everyone liked it. No, it was great. To do Joe Biden, you just have to go, man. Man. After every word you say, man. Or or Jack. Yeah, Jack. Listen here, Jack. That's malarkey, man. Uh, Yeah, I have no Joe Biden impression. I try not to listen to him talk if I can. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Like, we got to do better next time. Do you think he'll run again in 2024? I don't think he will is he gonna be alive in 2024 like he's so like he looks like he's about to keel over dead at the next like large gust of wind yeah or the next time a group of angry proud boys kick in the door of the capitol (laughs) exactly i mean yeah i don't know if he runs again i i would have said no but i also would have said there's he's not gonna run in 2020 is he and then he did and he certainly won't get the nomination he was like i mean he's not exactly like trump but it was kind of when i first heard his name tossed around i was like no yeah 
it's not going to be Joe Biden. I thought I thought the same. I thought that there was no way. I mean, uh, well, not that there was no way, obviously, but it was just such an obvious push. It wasn't even like a candidate who was mildly like popular. He just had name recognition. Yeah. He just comes in at the last minute and sweeps it up. Yeah, he was Obama adjacent. Yeah. And I think people were counting on him to get that Obama heat. And I think he did. And I, I guess... Think it's what put him over the top. And then he was like, thanks, black people. Now on to not worrying about your issues again. <laughs> yep, basically. I mean, yeah. it's be- What a fucking wet fart of a first year for a president. Yeah. Like, compare, even, it's not even disastrous in the way that the Trump first year was, which was just insane thing after insane thing every single day. Right. I mean, the world has been crumbling around us for the last two years, but uh, I feel like in the end, it is just, there's a pandemic going on. There's so much more that could have been done that wasn't. Yeah. And that says just as much as a million crazy, shitty things all thrown at you at once. Yeah, I think the way he handled the Capitol riot, too, is a little disappointing. Yeah. Like, you can't be so, I, I get not necessarily wanting to go hard on the rioters. I really do. Right. Because I have no doubt that at some point our side might have to riot at the Capitol. Yeah. Also. Absolutely. And uh, we should maintain the right to do that. I agree. But if you're a politician participating in it. Yeah. That feels a little (laughs) different. Yeah, exactly. And those people aren't being held accountable in any real way. Right. And it's like, you're the president, man. Do something, Jack. <laughs> exactly. There, there are just so many problems like that that he could solve just using the executive power that he and his party have been building up for the last 20 years in conjunction with the Republicans. Like, yeah. just push authority into the executive, all of it. And then Democrats are like, but we don't want to use it people might not like us yeah and the thing is they have used it so use it now for shitty things well not even just shitty things that's kind of how daca got a little bit yeah yeah push through but that's also sort of the exception right like in terms of exactly things executive orders have been used for (laughs) like there's daca and then it's like Venezuela yeah. is a threat to American security. And it's like, no, right. they're not. <laughs> or like Obama being like, oh, yeah, no, it, it, no, it's, it's cool to assassinate Americans overseas. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. As long as we do it by drone. Yeah. That's more, that's ethical. <laughs> exactly. Then no one has to have it weighing on their conscience except <laughs> that drone operator. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So let's talk about this laptop. After they tried to get the Ukrainian president to basically intervene in the 2020 election on Trump's <laughs> behalf by investigating Biden. After that failed, this laptop story was the next attempt. Yeah. They, I think they were going for the same thing they got in 2016, which was the FBI is investigating Hillary Clinton's story. Right. That came out like a fucking five days before the election. Yeah. It's like, thanks a lot. It was Comey. wild. And I think, feel like they were hoping for a moment like that again with this story and they didn't get it for obvious reasons that we'll get to 
here's the story. Basically, it's alleged that in April 2019, Hunter Biden dropped off a water damaged laptop at a computer shop in Delaware and asked them to recover any data they could. And then he just left it there. Never paid for it. Never went back to get it and pick it up, which that's weird. But also when you look into Hunter Biden. Yeah, he could just be a dick. Yeah. He yeah. could be a dick. He could have uh, found out there was a warrant out for his yeah. arrest in that area, and he just couldn't go back. Maybe he did too much coke and forgot the address. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he might have just been too high when he dropped it off yeah. to remember. And it sounds like we're joking, but that's kind of Hunter Biden's defense. <laughs> he seems like a party boy. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, it could have been me. I don't know. Someone could have stole it from me and taken it there. It could be anything. I have no clue. You're asking me to remember all the way back to April 2019? Yeah, jeez, buddy. Come on. So, the shop owner. First of all, this can't be a real name. John Paul Mac Isaac. Oh, yeah, and it's just four words. Yeah, it's it's four words. One of them has a word from the scandal in it, <laughs> which is Mac. Yeah, well, it's, I think what throws us off is, the, is that Mac Isaac is two words instead of like McIsaac. Right. And the John Paul and then Mac, who makes Mac's Apple? What was the name of the Beatles production company and record label? Apple. So I think we've got a pretty big connection there that the mainstream media also is not talking about. No, I mean, how could they? How could they possibly? I think what I'm getting at is this is the real Paul McCartney. Of course. The of one course. who died in the car yeah, accident. Yeah, right. And then they cloned that one, and now this is him. Right. And it's a fake Paul McCartney. Right. That's still making music. So it's like Paul McCartney, Paul is dead, but like faux McCartney. Uh, like, you know, right. Uh, I'm trying to think of a like mall, mall. Yeah. False McCartney? False McCartney. That's not bad. No, that's pretty good. False McCartney. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) So False McCartney gets this laptop and he decides after the person doesn't pick it up, who he knows is Hunter Biden or he thinks is Hunter Biden. He says he's Hunter Biden, right? Because that's the only reason that they know that this is his laptop. And when he signed the forms, he signed or he wrote his name as Hunter Biden. Right. But also one wrinkle in this story that we'll get to a little more in a minute. The shop owner's blind. Right. He's legally blind. Yeah. So he can't definitively ID Hunter Biden. Yeah. But he could go through what was on the laptop and definitively ID it as embarrassing and alarming. Yes. And some of this stuff is like uh, allegedly pictures of Hunter Biden smoking crack. Well, how does that work if you're legally blind? Right. Does, is there like, yeah. like, I know there's like speech to text programs, but is there yeah. like an app you pull up that goes, that's a picture of Hunter Biden smoking <laughs> crack? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some questions with regards to the shop owner. I mean, there's nothing to say he could, you know, it, it says he's legally blind. So I'm sure it seems like he might be cited in subcapacity. Right. And so I don't know how, like, it does seem like, and again, I'm no, I'm no expert, but if, it, it seems like if you can make out fine detail in a JPEG on a laptop screen, then maybe you, you should be able to, like, see if it's the same as the person, like, there. But again, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's lots of levels of blindness, and I'm not trying to 
And but it, yeah, I guess it also depends on what version of Hunter Biden comes stumbling into your <laughs> Mac repair shop. Yeah, maybe he's a little puffy. Yeah, is it, <laughs> is it business Hunter or is it party Hunter? <laughs> yeah, this is Monday morning Hunter. Yeah. Was there a cigarette dangling out of his mouth? <laughs> that is exactly his vibe, though. Oh, for sure. Five o'clock shadow, cigarette out of the mouth. <laughs> So this guy, he he says what he found on the laptop is alarming and embarrassing. So he contacted the FBI like a real narc. Mm -hmm. And he says he did it because he feared for his own safety on account of now having all this information about the president's son, which I buy that. Yeah, sure. Even if that's not why he actually contacted the FBI, that's why he should have contacted the FBI. Right. No, I mean, that's a perfectly reasonable, I guess, explanation. If you're going to narc to the FBI, then that makes sense as a reason. Uh, But also the question is, do you trust the FBI in that capacity? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I think your average person off the street might. I mean, you kind of have yeah. to, I guess. What I, else are you going to do? Yeah, it's society. Go to the fucking mob? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, I guess there... Yeah, well, I guess he could have sent it to just a just a bunch of like right-wing uh, news outlets. That would have been another option. Oh, he sort of does that. Yeah. Uh, but first, he met with the FBI in late 2019. And a couple of weeks later, a team of agents returned with a subpoena allowing them to confiscate the computer and an external hard drive. And so that all definitely happened. Yeah. The only question is whether it happened as John, Paul, Mac, George, Ringo, and <laughs> Isaac say it happened. Right. Because again, he's he's legally blind. So if he is straight up saying, I can't definitively ID him. Yeah. That's really helpful for Hunter Biden. Right. Because, like I said, he's been interviewed about this. He was interviewed very recently. And by that, I mean like April 2021. Right. But you hear people howl about the mainstream media not covering this. Yeah. And they've covered it. And sure. CBS, in an interview, asked him about this laptop. And he was just like, yeah, could be mine. <laughs> could not be mine. Wow. Could be someone stole it from me. Could be anything. You never know. <laughs> And as long as that shop owner is like, I don't know either. Yeah. Like this is, you can't expect anyone to get impeached over this. Absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. Like it's so unrealistic. No. But yeah. And that's what it seems like Republicans were hoping would happen. Right. This story would come out right before the election. Yeah. And people would be up in arms about it. Right. And it would cost Biden the election. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that might've happened in like 2012. Right. But, like, with two elections like this under our belt, I just don't think we as a society are in a place where we are altogether shocked by too many things. Like, enough to get outraged in the same way. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, not to mention there's way less credible evidence le- linking Biden to this scandal, even than the whole uh, Clinton-like yeah. bullshit that happened in— 2016 and so yeah uh, i just there's no way it again it takes republican you know workers politicians and pundits and things kind of thinking that the democratic audience is pathetic and manipulative in the same way as the uh, conservative audience and that's just a misjudgment like i'm not saying you can't control that you know yeah people on the left that's just not the way that you do it. There's other ways, though. 
And just the idea that Republicans would stand in front of Democrats in 2020 and go, okay, you're not going to believe this, but I think the president and or vice president was using their office to make (laughs) themselves richer. Right. And it's like, do you know who you voted for in (laughs) 2016? Yeah. Do you know who's running against Joe Biden? Yeah. (laughs) Like of all the things you don't get to bitch about when it comes to the other side, it's failing to divest from their business interests. Right. And like familial like nepotism you know like like interfering on behalf of your kids getting your kids paid jobs at the white house the government spent 2.5 million dollars just on food and drinks at trump hotels while he was in office and this is maybe this is them accusing biden of taking like i think a million dollars yeah maybe a little bit so and like kind of maybe having a small part to play in the firing of a minor Ukraine politician. Yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here's the thing, that computer shop owner, he didn't just turn the laptop over to the FBI. He also gave a copy of the hard drive to Rudy Giuliani. Hmm. Thank God. Wow, America's finest lawyer. Which I think if we've learned anything from the past couple years, it's if you want something done right, (laughs) you bring in Giuliani. Because, man, has that guy been doing right by Trump this whole time. He has showed nothing but sound judgment and solid thinking for at least four years now he's the only person tied to trump with the exception of maybe Sidney powell that crazy QAnon lawyer oh jeez but he's the only person who when he gets up and talks on trump's behalf i'm like you might as well have just had trump do it <laughs> like it would have gone so much better if trump yeah even if trump showed up at four seasons landscaping yeah, no, totally. He probably could have made a joke out of it or yes. something. Yeah, he is a more naturally gifted entertainer, right. which is an insane thing to say about when in reference to Donald Trump. But like compared to Rudy Giuliani, at least he is. I watch all of Trump's rallies for work reasons, and he is a very charismatic speaker. Absolutely. There's a reason why he was a huge threat in the 2016 election. Yeah. You know, like, it's because he's able to, you know, whip up huge crowds, and he knows how to play to them. Whereas Rudy Giuliani, the more, like, power he thinks he gets, the more he seems to, like, shrivel into himself and just become, like, a crazy raisin. A crazen. (laughs) (laughs) So the... This guy gave this hard drive to Giuliani after Trump's second impeachment hearing. And this laptop never came up in that testimony. So he was like, oh, no, (laughs) I'm going to bring in Giuliani. And Giuliani ends up handing the hard drive over to the New York Post (laughs) with Steve Bannon acting as some sort of middleman. Right. And the New York Post, as it turns out, was not their first choice. That would be the Wall Street Journal, oh. who passed on the story hmm. for, you know, journalistic reasons. Ah. 
that I'm sure has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm about to say next. Giuliani later said he chose the New York Post because, quote, either nobody else would take it or if they took it, they would spend all the time they could to try to contradict it before they put it out. And, quote, in other words, they needed an outlet that would just publish a bunch of unsubstantiated claims. Yeah without verifying them and i guess we missed their call right yeah no i'm That's sorry unfortunate like we have a contact page right on the website <sighs> i feel bad this is a real loss for you 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 deserve this i was angling for that all year yeah and they just skipped me right together it's fine they should have at least like bcc'd you on it you know it's the least they could do. Like, I just think that's it. With all I've done for the Giuliani <laughs> administration. I don't Jesus. know what you call Giuliani. I think he's just a lunatic now. I don't just think a guy. Just a guy. So the New York Post, after ostensibly scouring an entire hard drive's worth of content, they come up with two to three emails that they deem incriminating. Yeah. And these emails act as the foundation for their first stories about Hunter Biden's laptop, which were actually two separate stories published on the same day <laughs> because the Internet has a terrible attention span. Oh, yeah. Well, the New York Post, you know, they, they love to fill up as much ad space as they can possibly. They don't, they, don't, they don't care what fills it. They'll split the story into six parts if they need to. Oh, yeah. So one of these stories that they put out was called Hunter Biden emails show leveraging connections with his father to boost Burisma pay snappy title. Mm -hmm. And the other was smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessman to VP dad. And these articles, why don't I have it in the notes? They went up October 14th, I think, something like that, of 2020. So mm. very shortly before the election. Right. And both emails do kind of show what the headlines claim. Mm -hmm. The first article focuses on a message Hunter Biden sent to his business partner, Devin Archer, who was already on the board at Burisma. The quote the story focuses on is this. The announcement of my guy's upcoming travels should be characterized as part of our advice and thinking. But what he will say and do is out of our hands, which that's pretty scandalous. Yes. And of course, the my guy in question here is Joe Biden. Yeah. I know he's probably being cryptic uh, for, for the sake of an email, but I do like the thought of Hunter Biden calling his dad my guy. <laughs> Hey, my yeah. guy, how's it going? As if people are going to be like, who's he talking about? <laughs> so he's not done either. There's also this quote. We need to ask for long-term agreement and across-the-board participation. This is a huge step for us that could easily become very complicated. And if we are not protected financially, regardless of the outcome, we could find ourselves frozen out of a lot of current and future opportunities. The contract should begin now. Not after the upcoming visit of my guy. <laughs> that should include a retainer in the range of 25 k per month with additional fees where appropriate for more in-depth work to go to BSF, which is their lawyers, for our protection, completely separate from our respective deals regarding board participation. And what's especially sketchy about this email is he's emailing someone who's already on the board at Burisma yeah. about clearly what kind of leverage he can get with his dad on the company's behalf. Yeah. And it's before he worked for Burisma. <laughs> 
So it sounds like he and this guy went to Burisma and pitched the idea of adding Hunter Biden to the board. Yeah. So he could leverage his connections with his dad, which is shady. Yeah. It's probably a crime. (laughs) And there is absolutely no proof that Joe Biden knew anything about it. Yeah. Nothing in that email says anything about, I mean, it talks a lot about my guy, but. And Hunter Biden seems like the kind of guy who would push this without telling his dad. Yeah. Because he puts that line in there about, you got to tell him we can't guarantee yeah. what he's going to yes. say. Because then that protects him exactly. and he doesn't really have to tell his dad. He's right. just like, hey, you want to come meet these fuck sticks I'm working for? And if he's <laughs> like, yeah, Jack, then good <laughs> enough. And if he says no, then Hunter Biden's still covered. <laughs> no, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's malarkey, man. <laughs> I like that now he talks like a beatnik. (laughs) It's classic, I would say, rich kid talk where he's like, oh, you know, we can let's see what we could do with my fancy, expensive parent who's like really rich and knows people. Maybe, uh, you know, we want to meet him and uh, see what he thinks. I can't say, you know, I, I can't say for sure whether he'll be down, but yeah. And whether Joe Biden participated in any of this or not, one, we're probably never going to find out. And two, it all comes down to how cool of a dad he is. (laughs) I would expect my dad to help out with something like this. Granted, he's dead. Sure. But did he live long enough? I would expect him to help me extract money from the government of Ukraine if I I was in the position. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the question is, how cool of a dad do you think Joe Biden is? Yeah. I don't know. He's either too cool or he's like, ah, oh, I'm wearing shades with my kids and I'm I'm the cool one. I'm the cool. What if he was a cool dad? He's certainly not this country's cool dad. No. But like, you know, look, I'm not going to say it was all the Onion's fault, but <laughs> I feel like Joe Biden's popularity is at least partially the fault of the Onion's portrayal of Joe Biden as a cool, goofy dude who eats ice cream and like washes muscle cars yeah. and aviators and shit. Like it is just a total, I don't know, weird old dad vibe. Yeah. So I don't know, but I don't know. I don't think he'd be a cool dad. I don't think I would like it. No, probably not. But he's rich. So I mean, hey, maybe it is cool. And about those claims that Hunter Biden might have approached Barisma to leverage his connections with his dad for their own benefit. There's no proof of that, but there is this email from a Burisma executive. We urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message, signal, etc., to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions. (laughs) And then Joe Biden fires the prosecutor or demands that the prosecutor be fired. So listen, people, I get why you're (laughs) suspicious. Yeah, I mean, look, that's spicy, I'm going to say. It sure is. And I'm suspicious, too. Yeah, sure. I just am not impeach Joe Biden suspicious. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I guess if you want to impeach him, go ahead. Sure, yeah. Like, whatever, it's not going to really bother me that much. Nope. Either way, even if he... Like, if he gets removed from office or whatever, I don't really care. That's not going to really change much. But uh, I am—I personally can't get that angry about it. 
No. Not no. especially not compared to I'm more angry about how he's handled COVID and like the way he's about to start a war. Speaking of the Ukraine. Whoa, that's yeah. a, that's an interesting conflict of interest. Yeah. Uh we are we are definitely going to war. Yeah. And uh that sucks. Uh, because he needs to like prove that his like dick is not small or something. Correct. And so he's gonna like be like big on defense. He's a real hawk, I guess. I don't know. This sucks, but like, yeah, this this laptop thing is nothing compared to all that. Yeah, and if you can believe it, there are some questions about this story. <laughs> About the veracity of the story, but, but this one it's it appeared in the New York Post twice. Exactly. Oh no, it's been in the New York Post about well fifty five hundred sure. <laughs> times since yeah, they first sure. wrote about it. Shortly before the article was published, though, or shortly after the article was published, the New York Times reported that the staff reporter who mostly wrote the article refused to put his name on the byline. Because he had concerns over the credibility of the article. <laughs> wow. When when the New York Post is yes. saying, when the guy who works for the New York Post is like, this seems unethical. This is a little salacious for <laughs> I'm going to say, this is infringing on my ethical uh, precepts. I don't know. And apparently he was not alone in yeah. those concerns. When the article finally went up, there were two names on the byline. Emma Joe Morris and Gabrielle Forouge. Emma Jo Morris had zero bylines in the post <laughs> before that and had only been working there for a few months after leaving her previous job as a producer on Sean Hannity's show. Oh, wow. So you know when they came to her and was like, you want to put your name on this article? She yeah. was like, fuck, yeah, I do. <laughs> do, you, do you think they keep the Fox News captures like in their own corner? Like, <laughs> you know, quarantined off from everybody else it's like they're like feral little children in there she probably left for one america news immediately yeah. after this story went up they probably gave her half a million yeah. dollars a year hey you want to you want to attack the left a little bit <laughs> okay she's chained to the floor <laughs> even crazier the other woman on the byline gabrielle forouge she is said to have had almost nothing to do with the reporting or writing and did not know her name was on the byline until the story was published. But yeah, why didn't Biden get impeached over this? I don't understand. Oh my God. Jesus, that's so funny. Imagine imagine not like aligning with this politically than like saying, oh shit, this is what you're doing with my name? Yeah. God. And that raises... A really obvious question if you I mean I guess it's not that obvious of a question but if you think about it hard enough how did this article even get written yeah. like who wrote this yeah and the New York Times asked someone at the New York Post that question and they refused to comment which leads me to believe Bannon and Giuliani probably I, just came to them with the article exactly and was like, here it's written yeah it's like when when places like this like just print someone's press release or something, yeah. you know, it's the it's the same basic thing. Yeah, they had this idea and just presented it wholesale. I have to imagine, unless they have someone like on the editorial staff who's just willing to do that, but I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. It makes it pretty clear why the new why the Wall Street Journal didn't take it. Yeah, because I might not agree with the Wall Street Journal on their politics, no. but. 
their reporting yeah. is pretty solid. I mean, they're they're the New York Times of Republicans, right. essentially. The, they are a real newspaper, yes, for the most part. And subscribing to it digitally costs thirty eight dollars a month. Jesus. I have to do it. Fucking Christ. I mean, I get to write it off on my taxes, but yeah. that's still small consolation when it comes out of my bank account God, every month. A month. And I'm like, I'm giving the Wall Street <laughs> Journal, what, like almost $500 a year? That's, an, how, there's no way that's sustainable. Well, I guess, I guess the people who would want to That's going to be a lot of fucking every, rich people. God, that's just blowing my mind. That's so, <laughs> that's so much money. Yeah, the Washington <laughs> Post, I think, is $7. I was going to say, I've heard like 10 I've heard $15. Uh, and like, the New York Times is a little spendier. It's yeah, close to 15 it, pro- it might be 15 or 20 But like, I would say 20 is a cap for a monthly newspaper and like does it have an annual discount or anything like because shit man i don't know but i'm not swinging <sighs> yeah all at once jesus that's a whole lot yeah uh that's wild sorry that's blown my mind more than anything that happens with this laptop is like that's how much the wall street journal costs and i when i first subscribed to it I really didn't have the money, but I needed an article. Yeah. And I, it was behind the paywall. So I subscribed for a free trial. And I was like, well, I'm just going to cancel it. It took me a solid six months to figure out how to cancel. <laughs> That's like, how they get you. It was nuts. Yeah. I would log on and they were like, you don't have an account. And I was <laughs> like, you emailed me about my account. <laughs> and then I finally figured it out. And then I just had to resubscribe. And now, okay. I, just, now I just pay them. Ugh. <laughs> But at least I'm not getting like the Epoch Times delivery. Right. Oh my God. G- guess what? What? I recently, last year, uh, moved into my grandfather's house. Uh, oh boy. In Indianapolis. And guess who, like, the Epoch Times just comes to automatically is fucking senior citizens over 60. Like, oh. it just is there. I don't think he subscribed to it. I don't think he has had the mental clarity to have subscribed to the Epoch Times. Sure. And let alone the knowledge of, like, you know, he watches Fox News or watched. Yeah. But, like, shit. Uh, but, yeah, no, just every once in a while, I'll just get an Epoch Times and have to burn that shit. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they just send them out to every senior. I mean, it's China. They know where all of our senior <laughs> citizens live. <laughs> They know everything about us, so of course they can fire that off. Yeah, they're better at using the data our government mines than we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it has to go. I mean, some of so much of it comes from apps, right? So a lot of it's got to go through China of first. Uh, so yeah, they the Republicans were expecting this to undo Biden's chances at the election, and when it didn't, they started howling about a media cover up. Yeah. And the media covers some shit up. Like, yeah. I would never call the media the enemy of the people, but they also don't always do us a lot of favors. Right. Like, it, they really straddle the line between useful and yeah. big, big problem. Yeah, and it's and, and they're not a monolith, and people, put, like, outlets do occasionally act independently, but yeah. that's less of the case now than it, than it used to be, especially, like, in the heyday of, like, the 70s. But, you know, it... It's more driven by profit now than anything. Yeah. And if you're expecting that out of like the New York uh, New York Times or the Washington Post, 
that's where you're not going to get that kind of stuff anymore, right. except like the Trump tax story yeah. was a big one for the New York Times. But of course, the New York Times is going to go at Trump like yeah. that. Like they are diametrically opposed. Right. But for the most part, when the really interesting government malfeasance stories get published, they're on like Newsweek or the Daily Beast. Right. Yahoo actually does some pretty solid reporting these days. But when you see them on those outlets, they don't have that same name recognition. Right. So people think it's not as valid of a story. Yeah. Granted, once it gets kicked down to the New York Post... Yeah. Then there's a good chance it's not a valid well, story. That's the thing. Yeah. The New York Post is just not a credible website. You right. know, and even though like Yahoo and Newsweek and these other outlets may have less of like a you know, they they just don't carry as much weight in the same way, but like I feel like they still are more easily recognizable as like a reputable source than something like Right. Uh, Daily Mail or New York Post, these places that is try Daily, to pass off. Is Daily Mail not good? What's going on? Oh, uh, no, no. I mean, they're fine. You know, they're, they're good. <laughs> no, they're not. They're no. fucking terrible. I know. They're, they're, they're awful. They might be worse than the Post. So, yeah, this idea that there was a media cover-up is something they pushed just because it didn't yeah. get Biden impeached. Yeah. But if you go back and look, a lot of people reported on it. They just didn't report on it in the way... Right. Republicans wanted it reported on. Yeah, it wasn't apocalyptic. It wasn't greeted with the Fox News like, boom, boom, breaking news. Yeah. And this is way different than the FBI coming out and saying, hey, we're investigating someone running for president right now. Like, it just doesn't have the same credibility. I mean, the, the FBI, for all of their faults, and they have many, many faults. Oh, yeah. They are a mostly independent, like, you know, as they would say deep state, but like, you know, in a non-derogatory way. Right. Like when they come out with a statement about Hillary Clinton, that's a much more objective authority coming forth and say, this is, you know, this is something we're doing. We're investigating. Whereas just like we're investigating. Who's investigating? Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just doesn't carry the same way. It doesn't work the same. Yeah. So it's not even remotely true that this was ignored by mainstream media outlets as i mentioned earlier cnn was still reporting on it well into 2021 cbs was interviewing hunter biden about it the cnn article that they ran in april 2021 the headline was hunter biden dodges question on laptop seized by the fbi Mm -hmm. so that's not the mainstream media covering this up yeah no i mean that's an honest headline (laughs) i mean sure and That's not to say I don't believe any of this. Like, I'm sure there's tons of incriminating shit on a laptop. Oh, I'm sure every Hunter Biden laptop has very bad things on it. Like instantly, as soon as he signs in. Yeah. It's it's probably There's probably a pop-up that's like, we've detected a Hunter Biden. (laughs) It's one of the options for setup. Yeah. Custom, regular Hunter Biden. His cloud... Is like a poison rain cloud. Like yeah, it's, it's just, raining all the just time. Just like you open up, you log into your cloud, it just descends upon this laptop. <laughs> the problem here isn't so much what's in the emails that the New York Post reported on, at least for Republicans. The problem is what's not in the emails. Yeah. For one thing, there aren't any allegations that haven't been made before. 
Right. He's been working in Ukraine since 2014. You think no one has mm-hmm. ever questioned if Hunter Biden was maybe trying to leverage dad to make extra money? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, nothing interesting was happening in the Ukraine in 2013 to 2014. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they didn't have any bigger fish. They didn't to have anything else to look at in that region. But it's that a lot of outlets have reported on this already. There was a 2015 New York Times article called Joe Biden, His Son, and the Case Against a Ukrainian Oligarch. Yeah. And that was all about how Hunter Biden's association with Burisma undermined the Obama-Biden crusade against corruption in (laughs) Ukraine. And yeah. Yeah. It sure does. But back then also, no one was like, let's impeach Obama over it. Right. It doesn't rise to that level. Yeah. Of corruption, because for one thing, they can't prove it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and again, like if your scandal isn't even making waves pre-Trump. Right. I just don't know how you're expecting the same scandal to land with any sort of effectiveness. Yeah. Like note how the right didn't jump on that scandal in 2015. Yeah. Like that. It would have been a prime opportunity to do it. Absolutely. The primary was winding up. There was also in 2019, a New Yorker profile called Will Hunter Biden Jeopardize His Father's Campaign? And it raised all the same concerns, but they characterized it more as what I think it might be, which is Joe Biden's unruly kid just running around kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants because his dad is vice president or president or was was he a senator before that? Yeah, senator. Yeah. And that's kind of what it seems like this is. I mean, like, once you start going down that road, you're just going to eventually have to either arrest every senator's kid or indict every senator. (laughs) Because, like, at a certain point, like, they're all rich kids who grew up in immense privilege. Yeah. So there's going to be some bad behavior there. Obviously, some of them are older or whatever, but... And that all segues nicely into the next thing that isn't in these emails that the New York Post reported on, which is smoking gun proof that joe biden knew yeah his son was doing this there's none of that no like there's not a single email from hunter to his dad that's like hey here's what we're doing with burisma yeah and i can't imagine it's because hunter biden's too smart for that (laughs) like he fired off all these emails yeah as we've established it's just literally the only brains that he had in his head told him to call his dad my guy Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's the most security he had. Like, even if people didn't figure it out, like, if this came up in an investigation, someone's going to sit you down and be like, who the fuck's my guy? Right. And then he's going to say, my dad, and they're going to be like, oh, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And here's the thing. It's not that those emails are fake. Those emails are almost certainly real. There was a book uh, published, I think, in 2021, maybe even this year. It's called The Bidens, Inside the First Family's 50-Year Rise to Power. It's written by a former Politico reporter. Hmm. So definitely not a Trump supporter. (laughs) Definitely not someone who you, if you're on the right, not someone you're expecting to go hard at the Biden family. And he did basically say in this book that those emails are real. Yeah. And I don't doubt that they're real. The thing is, the people pushing this are being a little impatient. Yeah. Like, if the FBI seized the laptop and still hasn't said anything, yeah, there could be something there. For sure. I mean, absolutely. I think people think that things just move at, like, a hyper 
pace right now because it seems like things do. But, you know, especially with the FBI, they'll take their sweet time. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll sit on something if they think they can, you know, use it to their advantage at any moment. But I don't know. I just don't understand how this was ever going to be the scandal that they want it to be. Yeah, and another thing about them saying there's this media cover-up, NBC did an article about what happened when they tried to cover this. And what happened is they reached out to Giuliani, and they were like, well, give us the hard drive. Let us see the hard drive, or give us a copy of the hard drive. Yeah. And he was like, no, but you can come look at what's on it. And they were like, that doesn't give us <laughs> the opportunity to like give this evidence the forensic examination right. it needs yeah so that's not going to be enough and then they said well at least give us the emails and he was like i'll give you some emails yeah and it's like well why not turn over all the emails <laughs> like what like if you're so insistent that the mainstream media right. should be covering this when they come to you just give them the same information yeah that john paul mac isaac gave you it's simple that's math if th this is if yeah if this is so incriminating just just tell it like just why Why be so sneaky about it in a weird way and pushy? You yeah. know, just kind of like, hey, we gotta we gotta move this through. We want to get we want to get some real charges going ASAP. We really want to we really want to get this done. I don't understand what the rush is. Yeah, because it's not like Biden is being a particularly effective president. Yeah, he's he's not doing himself any favors. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like you know it's going to be disastrous to people on the right if he is in office for another year or whatever yeah <laughs> before he either croaks or is impeached and yeah just to bring it back to a point that we talked about early on in this episode it's really hard if you're a trump supporter it's going to be really hard to sell the left on a story about the president enriching himself through yeah. his office yeah that's all Trump did, and you have to acknowledge that. Absolutely. If you're one of the people who wanted this scandal to bring down Joe Biden. I know who Eric Trump is, and I should not have to know that. No. There's no earthly reason that a person at my level should ever have to know that Eric Trump is a person. You remember how long it took to find out Bill Clinton had a fuck-up brother? Oh, my God. Yes. That took a while. Yeah. They really kept him secret. They did. And they did—Trump, you know, to his credit, I guess, it's his whole appeal, has no shame. And yeah. So he's not, you know, ashamed at all of his fail sons who he hates. Yeah, and I, I think if people on the right are under the impression that the other side wants to shield the Bidens from this and wouldn't want to see them face any consequences for this, ask Al Franken <laughs> if that's true. Yeah. Like, Al Franken probably, I mean, I get that Joe Biden won, but Al Franken probably was the person on the left that would have handled Trump the best in a debate. Yeah, maybe. And there were no qualms about firing that guy. Yeah. Like, so if you think people are going to have a problem with Hunter Biden going to prison or yeah. any consequences over this, that's insane. Like, yeah. I'd love to see it. I don't give I a mean, shit. for sure. Whatever. I, uh, any, like, tragedy, not tragedy, I don't want to say that, but, you know, <laughs> any, any misfortune that might become him or his kid especially this kid in particular, seems like a real piece of work. You know, I, I'm not really going to be too torn up about it. 
I might like barely read the article about it. Yeah. It just doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. Here's, I think, one of the big differences between the left and the right. And people on the right don't want to accept it. But if Joe Biden were to be, or let's say Bill Clinton, okay. if, if it were proven that Bill Clinton was engaging in acts of pedophilia with Jeffrey Epstein For and sure. at Jeffrey Epstein's island, and yeah. it was proven, and he went to prison over it, people on the right would take to the streets and cheer, and so would people on the yeah, left. Yeah, Absolutely. Now let Trump get arrested for that. Right. People on the left are going to take to the streets sure. and cheer. People on the right will burn this country to the fucking <laughs> ground. Even if it is definitively proven yeah. that Trump was having sex with children at Jeffrey Epstein's house. Right. The right would burn this fucking country to the ground <laughs> if Trump was arrested for it. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem, but it's also... It's just interesting how rarely, with this fact in mind, which I think is a fairly common knowledge, I think most people, if you ask them on the street, like, do you think that there's some sort of, like, hypocrisy differential <laughs> between the left and the right, I think people would generally agree, yeah, no, the left actually absolutely cares more about being hypocrites than the right. Yeah. But at the same time, the right-wing leadership seems to have no fundamental understanding of this at all. They never attack from the left, even though that would be so effective, especially right now. Like, if they had attacked Biden from the left on the crime bills, on, like, so much of his history as a senator, like, same with Harris. If they had gone after her for how she acted as a prosecutor in California— and how she treated unhoused families, especially in San Francisco, like she that would be it for her. She yeah. would be done. And like a few people on the left making a fuss about that, you know, to the average, you know, liberal is just like, oh, they're just bitching and never happy about anything. But if, you know, if enough of a noise came from it from the right, you know, even like major Republican leaders it would make them look better for a lot of people because they're yeah. expressing positive views on things that matter. And uh, it would totally wreck a politician's career. And they just seem to either be unable or unwilling to do that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's unfortunate. No, it's, it's an, uh, not actually, unfortunate for me. But yeah, it's actually like lucky. It's like the only lucky yeah. thing happening in, in like politics for us right now. Yeah, because those are the arguments people on the left were making about Kamala Harris and Joe yes, Biden. Yes, absolutely. And like, if if you if you voted for Trump and your argument is, well, the left didn't present us with any good options, understand most of the left agrees. Yes, 100%. We had one good candidate in our last primary. Yeah. And we had one okay candidate. Yeah. And that is basically it. Everybody else was garbage. Yeah. It just... None of that means COVID is fake right. or that <laughs> fucking the yeah. election was rigged. It's this, it's, I mean, it's the problem that has been spiraling out since 2015 maybe even, I mean, earlier, but this, I would say this like failure of the common idea of reality 
is is more recent than you know September 11th, which is the root cause of most of the evil shit that's happening right now. Yeah, but like this whole thing, where it's just so often, so many people are like connected to a like a totally different understanding of how the world works. And right, that is a difficult way to organize a society. You know, like I don't. I don't want to have like negative personal feelings about people who ha- like have a political belief or whatever. I think it's okay to have differing political beliefs than me. I differ with people who don't hate me all the time. Uh, they're Democrats. Yeah. But like it's just insane that so many people just seem to not see the world the same way I do. Not even like in that the cliche way, just like in literally like is the sky purple? Is it like I don't understand. Yeah, and it's it's kind of hit a point on our side of things where it's not really enough to be like, well, I don't, me and that person don't talk about politics. Right. Like, I get they probably have some shaky politics, but mm-hmm. we just fucking don't talk. You can't even tell people that anymore. It's like, you have to know people's yeah. opinions and react to them. And that's well, why I fucking hate social media. I definitely I don't agree. want to know people's opinions on everything. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I, I Not only do I not want to know, I don't think that we as a species are capable of containing that kind of information. Yeah. And that it is kind of breaking our brains, which is kind of what's happening. I mean, but even more so, like, the problem is that so often the politics that people don't want to discuss are things that are life or death to like a lot of people's immediate lives. And so as a defense mechanism, you have to try to understand what the people around you's political beliefs are because now like a mainstream political belief is just straight fascism. Yes. And that's dangerous. Yeah, it's at the point where we do kind of need to know. That's and it sucks. It really does. But like, I don't understand. I don't know how we come back from that. I guess. I mean, it's probably going to take a war. Yeah, or something like it, there's going to be some really bloody it, upheaval in it, this country that'll fix everything. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Russia thing. Oh yeah, the, it I, seems like people are already like the world is yeah. already gearing up. Yeah, I mean like. You know, this would probably have to be its own whole episode, but I, that just, you know, that has a lot of potential in oh, yeah. in a lot of ways that I feel like, uh, I don't know, it, se- it seems both like everybody is just kind of resigned themselves to there's definitely going to be a war or everybody's just like, I can't look at it. I don't want to talk about it. I can't think about it. Yeah, we did an episode a couple years ago about where World War Three is most likely to start yeah. next. And that was definitely on the list. Yes. Is yeah. In that region. And it, it feels like we're ready. Yeah. It feels like we as a world are ready Dude, for another we want a world big, war. We want a big war. I mean, yeah. like, the like, but again, this is like just a whole other thing. But what shape does that even look like now? Like, we just don't even know. Uh, and like... China might get involved on Russia's side, and if that yeah. happens, then like we should just not even try to fight. We really shouldn't. Yeah. It would just cause more pain. And here's the thing: here's my. I can't imagine any right wing types are still listening, but if you are, <laughs> here is an uh, across the aisle olive branch that I offer up to people all the time when it comes to Trump. I think. Trump was legitimately anti-war. 
mm-hmm. or wasn't pro-war enough for the yeah. Republican establishment. I, I think it's more accurate to say that he understood war's tool, like use as a tool of public opinion. Yeah. And was willing to rattle the saber enough to get his side, you know, get their blood red, get their dicks hard, but not enough to actually have to do anything that might make people not like him. Right. Which is his whole vibe throughout the entire presidency is I want to do as much crazy shit as I can, but I don't want anybody to not like me. Yeah. I think that's why John Bolton left. I think probably I think Bolton wanted yeah. to go to war with Iran. That and, was the vibe that I got, definitely, yeah. because that happened right after a bunch of Iran tension. Yeah. And what makes me uncomfortable is I don't feel that from Biden. Well, no. Biden will go to war. Because especially because he has failed conclusively on the home front with COVID. Just fully his administration has fully failed to meet that challenge. Yeah. And he needs a big win. And he is old. And so he thinks, well, the way you get a big win to go do a little war in. There's just like a lot of weird shit in the air when it comes to the possible war. But I definitely don't see it not backfiring. Like, I don't know in what way it will, but I definitely know getting into any sort of military action, even if we never call anything war anymore because we don't go through the Congress talking about expanded executive authority. Right. But, like, I don't know. There's no way that any sort of aggressive action will not totally blow up in his face. Yeah. Because his administration has not shown itself capable of handling mass crises and that's what a war is basically an extended mass crisis just focused it sure is hopefully there's something on his kid's laptop that'll jesus get us through all this yeah absolutely before we wrap it up i do want to mention one more thing that people are going to howl about if i don't mention it yes the fbi seized a second laptop from hunter biden (laughs) but here's the thing yeah it was seized as part of an investigation into a celebrity psychiatrist in uh, New York, somewhere on the East Coast, who was being investigated for having improper relationships with his patients and over-prescribing mental health drugs. Cool. And somehow Hunter Biden ended up in that guy's office and forgot (laughs) his laptop there. No idea what Hunter Biden would be doing at that guy's office. Right. But he left his laptop there. The FBI seized it, and they gave that one back to him. I mean, look, I don't think that this is like a a huge scandal. Uh, It may or may not be a true story. I do think it sounds like a good Coen Brothers movie. There's a lot of really good Coen-y characters going on here. So just a reminder, speaking of the FBI, they still have Hunter Biden's laptop. (laughs) And so far... The only thing they've confirmed, which is interesting, is that they haven't found evidence of Russian misinformation. Okay. Because that was one of the concerns is that, well, someone could have stolen this laptop from Hunter Biden Mm -hmm. and put some incriminating shit in there with the real stuff and then drop this thing. But that, I know Russia's great at this stuff, but for this to work, you have to... Who tipped them off to the blind computer shop? <laughs> yeah, owner? that's a good touch. Because that is a key component yes, to this story. That's huge. Also, I I feel like if anyone faked these emails, surely they could fake 
more incriminating emails. Yes. That's always my feeling when there's something like this where it's like, but you still put in like my guy. Like, yeah, this just is sloppy if you're making this up. And the other thing about this scandal, the FBI was already investigating Hunter Biden. Yeah. Like they're investigating for him for his dealings in China. So just hold your fucking horses, people on the right. Hunter Biden will go to prison for something, obviously. He'll probably go to prison. You know, I like I would say the odds on Joe Biden finishing his first term in office, regardless of outcome like what happens i would say it's less than 50 50 it's like a good i would say 30 percent chance that it actually happens and if nothing else he's not gonna win if he runs in 2020 definitely not gonna win if he runs and there's no way he's gonna get anything done other than get us into war yeah (laughs) so i mean i guess you guys win on that too yeah so just relax fucking let's just all take a few years off yeah and then we'll get back at it in 2024. Right. They should just enjoy the Republican president. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> hope that they can get their, you know, toy lunatic in next time. Get a more Republican president. Jesus. In. So I think that's our episode. Sure. That was this was lots of fun. Thank yeah. you again for driving to Los Angeles of, just to record this. Of course. You know, it was a long couple of days. It's going to be a long drive back. Yeah, I did not sleep. I will not sleep before heading back. Well, I demand that people not no, sleep. No, of course, no. And so it'll. It, I consider the last 48 hours one day. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it was tough. And But, no, I'm happy to be here. This was great. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hi There, Hydar. Uh, that is basically it right now. Uh, but, yeah. Um, you can get bonus episodes at patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech, or right in your Spotify app. So subscribe if you want to hear two extra episodes of this podcast every damn month, including our uh, recently wrapped up exploration of the highly banned second season of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. Check your pets for ticks. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.